Okotov, today's daf is daf Samach in Baba Kamsi, we Israel. Says the Mishnah on daf Samach, Hashleich is a If a person, let's say he allows his fire, started a man started a fire in his own yard, his own field for whatever purpose he had, he wanted to burn some trash or whatever, and then the fire went to somebody else's field. So it went over there. And we're going to talk about this that the concept is that, you know, if my animal does damage, or my, uh, you know, some of my my possession did damage. I had a wagon. The wagon went in somebody else's field or something. That's my property that did damage. That's one halacha. What about if I did it myself? You know, if I hit somebody, I have to pay. What about fire? Is a fire like, is that like my action? Or is that like my property that went? That's going to be a discussion. So we had that mentioned. We mentioned it back in the base. I think it was that, um, that Isho, the fire is like, your own coke. It's like you shot an arrow. When I shot an arrow, you don't say, I didn't touch it. It was my arrow that did damage, like my animal. No, that's your own power. And the same thing with the fire, as we'll see. So let's say you allowed your fire to go damage something else. But Ochla ate some and it consumed wood, oh, Avanam, or stones. We'll talk about stones or off or even dirt. Chayib Shinemi, if the patient, I'm a Kisei the Pusik says, fire goes out of Matzakotsim and finds thorns, Benechel Gadish, and it consumes the stack of. Of of uh, of uh, grain, oh, a come or even standing uh, standing grain that's in the field, wheat, barley, whatever. Oh, a sada or the field itself. That means even the dirt, etc. Sham sham the one who started the fire, he has to pay for it. Now, again, we'll see later on because the the pasuk says like he says it went out by itself, so to speak, and yet he's called the mavir. So again, when it comes to a fire, a fire is like shooting an arrow. A fire is not like my shore or my wagon or my property went and did damage to somebody else. It's like my own action. And the difference would be that you hire all five things, Nesek, Sari, Shepherds, and Boshes. If my animal did damage to somebody, I got to pay Nesek. I have to pay for whatever he devalued, whatever damage was done. But there's no Sari, Shepherds, and Boshes. But if I caused a fire, it's like I did it myself. It's like I took a knife or shot it. Today we would say shot a gun. You shot a gun or shot an arrow, that's your own action. It's not like your property. Oh, I didn't shoot him. The rifle shot him. You know, you don't look at it that way. You're pulling the trigger. Amarava. Why did it have to pasuk have to say kotsim gadish kamavasar? All these things that he says, and it consumed thorns, uh, a stack, uh, a standing corn that's while still in the ground. Oh, the field. What if? Oh, the field. What if down the street? You need all because Rachmana say if we would say thorns. I mean, the kotsim udachaya Rachmana. Hashem said you have to pay for fire there if your fire consumed the thorns. Because people usually leave thorns around the fire because thorns are anyway going to be burnt up anyway. That's what people do with thorns. They burn them. So you figure, you know, there you're more lackadaisical and you might leave the fire there. So there you should pay. It's very common to be negligent with fire near near um, near thorns because you're going to usually, usually people use them for fire where they're going to burn them anyway. You can't do much with thorns. But if you have a stack of wheat, people don't leave fire near wheat. They'll destroy their wheat. It's like leaving fire next to your cash. And it's not it's not normal, not common to be negligent with that. So I think, well, if the fire consumed the stack, you didn't really need to do that. And therefore, you uh, maybe you're not high that. You're high for that too. If your fire consumed, whether it's thorns, whether it's a stack of a stack of grain, because Rahmana Gadish, if we only say a stack of grain, having made a Gadish Chayev, Rahmana Mishim, they have some ruins, a big loss there. You lost all the grain. Abel Kotsim, they have some wood. Thorns aren't worth much anyway. Uh, so they're standing to be thrown out or discarded anyway. 
maybe Amal or maybe should be Chayev if your fire burns down. What did I burn down? I burned down some thorns. Big deal. Mashma Yichayev there too. Kamalamli, what about standing corn, standing wheat? In other words, wheat that's still growing in the field. Why does he have to tell me that for? Obviously, you should be Chayev there. It says, Ma'akam of teach me that fire is only Chayev just like on standing standing uh, grain is exposed. Your Chayev, your guy has standing corn, I expose that. I've called God like we had before that uh, your putter, if let's say somebody stucks their cash underneath a stack of corn or underneath a cover and your fire burnt the cash, your putter on that coin drop on him because but because if it's tumbling, if it's hidden, your fire's not high. You're only high upon something which is exposed. So that's why he tells me standing corn. Tell me it's got to be exposed. What about a contributor? A builder says he disagrees. It'll happen in the next uh, next couple of days that contributor. Um, uh, the Machayev in he says, no, you're Chayev even for hidden things when it comes to fire. So why did it say Kama? So Kama Lamali, the Rabbis Kobla, they say you're Chayev on anything that's standing, even if it's not something that grows in the ground. <coughs> Rashi says, Akbal or it grows in the ground if it's a tree. Chayev on a tree, you're Chayev even on <coughs> animals which are standing up. The Tami Kama, Alba Kama, mean anything standing, whether it's grain, whether it's a tree, whether it's an animal. How did Rabbana know that? Abuda says, Comes to teach me even <coughs> anything standing, and even if it's hidden, you're also chayev. But comes to teach me anything standing. How do Rabbana know anything standing? Well, nachlu may may oha kama because it says oha kama, right? Oha kama means anything. Not only the not only the uh, grain, not only grain that's in the ground that's exposed, but the extra o teaches me that you're chayev for anything standing, uh, including animals too. Rabbi Yehuda, and we boil the lechalik. Rabbi Yehuda says that oh, what is oh for? According to Rabbi Yehuda, he already knows anything standing from hakama. So what does oh teach me? Oh, we boil the lechalik to tell me you don't have both. You don't say you might maybe say you're only high on fire if it's both consumed uh, stacks of grain and something standing in the ground. Now, maybe only now oh, oh teaches me no either or it doesn't have to be both. But Rabbanu lechalik so how does Rabbanu know that you're high on each and every one? You don't have to evolve them together. Says Nafkumi Ohasadeh, because it says again the pasuk is quoted in the Mishnah. Look at the Mishnah. Come Ohasadeh. There's an extra O there that teaches me lechalik. Rabbi Yehuda. So what does Rabbi Yehuda do with extra O? If he learns the first O, if he says the first O is lechalik, so what does he do with the second O? He says I did kasarachmana Ohakama kasarachmana Ohasada. Okay, that's why Ohasada. Since it says the first one O to teach me lechalik, so it mentions also Ohasada just for the uh, for the you know for the grammar to look the same. But uh, it makes it makes sense to read it, you know. Oh, Nechel uh, Gadish, Oh Hakama, Oh Hasada. But really, there's no limud from uh, there's no special limud from the second O Oh um, uh, Hasada. There's no special limud from there. All right, so that's that's as far as how we have all these. Pictures. What about the last word, Sadalamli? Okay, we understood why we said thorns. To tell me that even your chayev on thorns, which aren't worth much, and your chayev on this on um, on the, on a stack of grain. Because uh, you might think in a chayev, because people don't usually fire there. Kamash when you chayev there too. Hakama teaches me even things that are that are either things that are only things that are exposed according to Rabbanan and according to Rabbi anything standing. Okay, and how does Rabbi Yehuda know? Um, uh, uh, how does Rabbanan know anything standing from um, uh, the Mag of Oh, In other words, uh, Rabbanan know no anything standing from O. Rabbi says O is lechalik, and Rabbanan say the second O is lechalik, and according to Rabbi the second O doesn't teach me anything. But what do you have to say Sada for at all? If you're chayav on standing, anything standing, including grain, 
and you're chayiv on stacks and, and you're chayiv on thorns. What is that? If you're fire, let's say you had a plowed field. There's nothing. There's nothing growing in the field now. It's just plowed. But there's some damage if the fire went and, and licked the whole field, like you know, and, and singed it. You're chayiv on that too. It did damage. Or if it charred stones, can't then destroy stones, but it charged them. Chayiv on that too. That's a question. So just say sada. Tell me if you're high, even for a fire, uh, singeing and charring stones and and uh, and dirt. So I think only things that are in the field, only stuff that's exposed that's out in the field, like grain, but not the kark itself, not the kark itself. Things that are in the field, like karka. right? That's why it says, Koma to teach me anything standing, anything standing, including grain, etc. And when it says Sodas to teach me the earth, because if it only say earth, I would say Soda means uh, stuff growing in the field, but not the earth itself or the stones there. Having made a master of Soda, I need a friend of Lord And now we're going to do drushes from these Psukim. Ain't for us, Olam. Punishment only comes to the world when there's Rasham in the world. When punishment comes to the world, like call it a Shoah, when a destruction comes, when punishment comes to the world, it only comes when there are Rasham, but it starts with the Tzadikim. The Tzadikim are removed first. Right? When a fire goes out, when fire goes out, meaning when destruction comes, right? Uh, when fire comes out and it finds uh, thorns, so when does a fire go out? When does destruction come to the world? When there are thorns in the world, meaning Rishon. But it starts with the tzaddikim, the righteous people, the good stuff, the stack of, of grain, that's consumed first, so to speak. It doesn't say it will, it will consume the good stuff. As soon as a fire starts, it only starts because there's a Rishon in the world, but it first consumes the Rishon. Rabbi Yosef, might have said, we'll see, why is that? Why is it? Why does it, why does it destroy the, the tzaddikim first? We'll come to that. Tan Rabbi Yosef, might have said, Batam lo tzaddik ishm pesach ad boker. Right, Michael, this is coming up soon, right? Uh, right? Batam lo tzu, don't leave your house until the morning. Of course, this is in Yitzhiya's Mishraim. Kimishunit Mishus Lamashkis, once the destroyer is given, is given permission to destroy, meaning like the Malach Mavis, ain't nothing made tzaddikim mishraim. Doesn't make any difference between Siddiq and Rishon. This is how you understand the Shoah. Once there's Rishus to destroy, everybody's destroyed. It starts with Siddiq first. I will cut off from you Tzadik and Rosh. It says Tzadik first. I will cut off everybody from you. So much so that we're compared to nothing. I mean, I understand, okay, Hashem lets the mashkas out and you destroy everybody, destroy the world, destroy the good people and the people. But why that we're considered so nothing that we have to destroy? First, it's good for them. Since they're going to be destroyed anyway, it's better they should be destroyed first. The Pasuk says, the tzaddik perishes, is gathered up first so that he shouldn't have to suffer the evil that's going to come later on. That he shouldn't have to suffer and see the evil that's going to come later on. That's possibly, I would say, a lot of the Chavetz Chaim and other great tzaddikim were killed, but died before the, before the Shoah. They shouldn't have to see that. Of course, we cannot understand Hashem's ways, but this is what... A person should always enter, enter 
meaning find lodgings. Bechitoval is still light outside. Tov is called light. Is called while it's still light outside. It's called it says by or Gimis or Kitov. Or it says Kitov. It's good. It's good to have light. So Kitov is a lotion of light. So you should always find if you're on the road, find lodgings while it's still light outside. Don't wait till it gets dark. Bechitov. You should leave in the morning after 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 uh, first light. Shenemar. Shouldn't leave the house in the morning until, don't leave at night when things are bad, when the Malachim office is there, killing the uh, firstborns. Don't leave the house until the morning when it's light. Remember this Gemara from four years ago when the uh, <coughs> when uh, Corona started, when the COVID started. When there is a uh, an epidemic or a pandemic in the city, gather in your feet. In other words, go inside. When there is pestilence or a devil or everybody's being killed, you know, go inside and stay inside. But only the post says, go my, go my people or come, come into your rooms and you close the door after you. From outside, the uh, sword will cause bereavement and and fear, interfere from the rooms itself. My bummer, what do I need all these plikim for? Just say, if there's, if, there's a, uh, if there's an epidemic, stay inside. My bummer, what do I need these extra plikim? Because the first Pasuk says, don't leave the house until the morning. Okay, so don't go outside at night. In the day, there's no problem. Go into your rooms, which is what we did at the beginning of COVID. Stay inside, don't go out, right? And close your doors. That's only when there's no fear inside, too. You know, your relatives, whatever they like the Malcham is, is so uh, petrifying that uh, there's fear of him wherever you are. Rosh says, Amos Malcham Abbas. He's not so obvious. So I might think, what well, maybe we should go inside when there's no fear inside of If you're afraid even to be indoors because of the terrible. Um, the terrible um, pandemic. Kinofik Yosef Benich. It's better to go outside, sit among people, but sapsa in a group with a team. Maybe that's better. In other words, when should you go inside even during the day when there's no fear inside? But if there's a fear inside, maybe you're better off going outside and sitting among people and getting some uh, camaraderie there. Maybe that's better. Maybe even though there's fear inside, Outside, in inside, there's a fear, an inner fear that you can't see. But outside, it's like the uh, the sword will will cause you bereavement. Rava, beaten brisha at a time of anger, Rashi calls that dever. It's the time meaning when Hashem is with his and there's when Hashem is like angry, lets out, lets the malcham of us run loose. That's a that's what we mean by an epidemic when people are dying on mosque. Uh, have a He would close the windows. Uh, death has come in through our window, so he would close the windows. If there is a famine in the city, spread your legs, meaning run, leave the city. When there was a famine, Abram went down to Mitzrayim to go to Fu Lagosham. This is by the former Saram Gechasi, the story in, in Tanakh. If we come into the city of Europe and there'll be a famine in the city of Moscow, we're going to die there for sure. Maiva Omer, what do you need the extra possible? When should you go down? When should you leave the city when there's a famine? 
when uh, going to the other place is better. In Mitzrayim, they had food, so you're better off going there where there's definitely food. But over here, in the case of Yechasai, he said, even if there's a, if it, even if when we go there, there might be a sit, there might be death there too. When there's no, uh, there's no question of death. There's no pikuach nefesh in the place you're going to. But when there's famine in this city, you might find food in the other city. They might kill you over there too. Should you do that too? No. Even then, even then, let's go. Let's go uh, hand ourselves over. Right. Let's um, turn ourselves into machneram. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll let us live. We'll live. Meaning, even though they might kill us, right? And there might be a famine there, they might kill us because they don't want to give us any food. But over here, we're for sure going to die. So the point is that when there's a famine, run, run. Even if the place you're running to is not for sure that you're going to be safe. Barry Thunder Barry Pardon? Barring Shepherd, right, right. Yeah, right. This is, you know, here, here for sure you're going to die. Tarabah. Dever Bayer, if there is a, if there is an epidemic in the city, People are dying in multitudes. Don't walk in the middle of the road. When, in other words, when Hashem is allowed, when there's anger in the world and Hashem has allowed the Malchamavis to run free, uh, don't walk in the middle of the street because that's where the Malchamavis is hanging out. Even the Yavle Rishusa, once he's been given permission to kill, he goes right, you know, he walks right openly in the middle of the street. Shalom Ba'ir, when there's peace in the city, when things are good, don't walk on the side of the road. Even less of Rishusa, since the Malchmav is there, it's not have, it doesn't, have, it doesn't have a free hand to kill whoever he wants. He hides, he hides, meaning he walks along the side of the road and doesn't walk openly in the middle of the road. First of the wide lines. Never Ba'ir, if there is a... Um, if there is an epidemic in the city, you shouldn't go into a shul by yourself. Why? He leaves his he leaves his um, his tools there. You know his armaments. He leaves his but That's only if children aren't learning there. Or people, there's no minion there. There's a minion there. It's okay, but that's when a, a malchamavas leaves his kalim in the uh, in the shul. Uh, if there's nobody there, that's where he hides his kalim. So when there's an epidemic, don't uh, don't go into the shul by yourself because uh, uh, you might get caught by the malchum of A lot of drushes about that. It's one of the drushes I remember from the beginning of the was that that the uh, epidemic comes because of talking in shul, because of talking in shul, needless talk. I'm not going to say what's necessary, having a leah or something related to the davening, or whatever. But I'm just stam stam talking. Can, can lead to say can lead to an epidemic. Club and Bochim, if, if the dogs are howling and crying, that's a sign that the Malachmavis is coming when you hear dogs howling. They're crying out. Club if they're laughing, if they're laughing, I don't know how you can tell if the dog is laughing, but uh, I guess there's the dog owners must know. Club is coming to say that's only if there's no female dog there. If there is a female dog, then they're howling or or crying or whatever they're doing because of the dogs. Yosef Ravami, the dogs are in Shaduchim then. Yosef Ravami, Ravasi. Ravami and Ravasi were sitting around. Right? Uh, that's right, explaining that they're explaining to children when you hear the cats, you know, you hear the cats call them and eat. They're explaining to the children, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What are they doing that? What do you mean? They're in The cats are in Shaduchim now. That's how you explain it. That's how you explain the Shaduchim. Yosef Ravami, Ravasi, come out Ravami and Ravasi, these two rabbis who were contemporaries, were sitting in front of Ravasi. 
Maramale, one said to Rabbi Yitzhak, do me a favor, Rabbi, teach us a halacha, teach us uh, something in uh, a ruling in halacha. I want to hear some some, uh, some real halacha. No, teach us a narrative, teach us a story, a story that has a, a good, uh, you know, a good lesson. Let's say you started to say a gadata, which is the second thing he was asked to do. The first one says, no, 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 I don't want to hear that. Then he starts to say Allahic ruling. And the other one didn't let him. Amalahem, just neither one of you are letting me start. I can't say this, I can't say that. I'll give you an example. What's this comparable to? A man has two wives, right? He's got a young wife and he's got an older wife, right? Sekena, Sayyodim, like it's a little Venice. So the young wife pulls out his white hair. She wants to have a young husband, right? She sees the young woman. She's embarrassed by his white hair. Sakana, the older one, who herself has gray hair, well, like pulls out his his black hair, right? Black hair. So he's bald, he's bald on all sides because each one is pulling out the hairs that they don't like. You're not letting me get anywhere. I'm gonna let I'll tell you what, if that's the case, I'll tell you something, I'll tell you a bar which is both God Agarata and Allah. You'll both be happy. Pasik says, this is why it's Mars over here. If a fire goes out, it must have caused him. Seitzay's ma'asma went up by itself, meaning who started this fire? Kiseitzay sounds like it went by itself. Kiseitzay means it went up by itself. And Rashi explains that we caused it. Because we didn't observe Hashem's mitzvahs, we caused the fire. In other words, Hashem said, I didn't start the fire, so to speak. It went out by itself, meaning the Jews started the fire. It takes What does the pastor going to say? The one who started the fire, he will pay for it. Even though I didn't start it, you started it. I will pay for it. I will make good on it. I'll take responsibility. That I caused, even though he didn't really cause it. I need it to say, I started the fire in Sion with the Chorban Shemar Vayotzas Eish Vayotzas Eish B'Tzion. I started a fire in Sion and Zion, but Tochlis Elosea, and it consumed its foundations. Vaniyos Olav Nosav Eish, but eventually I will repay it. I'll make it. I'll make good on what I've done, and I will build it in fire. Shemar Vani Eilchem Chomas Eish. I will be for you for a pillar of a wall of uh, fire, wall of fire, suviv around, and as I'll protect you. And for honor, I will be in middle. So that's the drasha. Of Kiseitzeish again, Kiseitzeish means you started a fire in one place, it went somewhere else on its own. It spread, right? The fire, the Pashup Shadi, you would translate as a fire. If a fire spread, that spread from where? Because Kiseitzeish sounds like it went up by itself. Went up by itself. Hashem didn't cause it, really. Rashi says, yeah, we caused it, but Hashem said it's as if I caused it and I take responsibility for it. So that's the drasha. And then he says, Pasach Hakasev. But what's the Shmaita? That's the that's the Agarata, right? Hashem said, I will make good on it. That's how you darshan it. The Shmaita, the Allah is Pasakasabiniski Mamono. Mamona, meaning it starts off with this Mamona because Kisaitsayesh. What does that mean? Mamona is going to Shihzik Mam Shahizik Mamona, but Mamona, the Siv Kisaitsi Mashma Miasma. I I lit the fire in my in my property. I was burning down some trash or or burning down something. And then the whole went somewhere else. It's like I didn't do it directly. It went over there. I did it in my, I think it's my mama. My fire was here and it went over there. It's like my animal was here and went over there. But it ends up a Simonist Gegufa, but it says, Hamavir, right? It says, says like you say, your fire went out. Like my property went from my property, went to your property and caused damage there. But what at the end it says, it says, Hamavir, that, that, that afterwards it calls it, 
if I lit the fire myself, I burned it down. to teach me that like we said before, that your fire is like your arrow. In what sense it's like your arrow? It's like you shot it yourself to your, to your damage, even though the damage is far away. I didn't touch the person myself when I shot an arrow or shot a bullet or, or, or artillery or whatever. I shot it, but it's like I did it myself. It's like I did it myself, my fire is myself. Not for me, I'll be high on the other doll's farm besides Nesek. You also have to pay Nesek Sari for Shevs and Boshes. By Yisava David, by Yomer. David longed for something. He was in the middle of war with the Plishtim. By Yomer, me, Yishakeni, Mayim, me, Bor, Beislechem. Who will give me water from the pit in Beislechem? Asher B'Sha'ar, which is at the gate. Rashi means the Shar is the Sanhedrin, where they, they said they said in the Ziknei Ashar, Sanhedrin, the Ziknei Ashar. Who's going to give me water from that? Now, that's the simple translation. But what does it mean? We'll see. Well, the Pussy goes on by Ibaku, Shlosh, by, or by Yifku, Shlosh, like you three mighty women, the Machne, Plishtim. They broke through the uh, the, the uh, Plishtim uh, wall, the Plishtim line of uh, the armor line. By Yishu, mine before, and they drew water from the board, base left of Mashiach, and they drew water from there. Now, that's the simple translation. But what does it really mean? It really means is that David wasn't looking for water. He was looking for halacha. He wanted to say, who can, how am I going to find the halacha? I have to ask halacha of the Shiloh and the Sanhedrin. But the only way to do it was to take a risk. And three mighty men went through the, uh, through the battle lines to find out the halacha. And we'll see later on that they were wrong for doing that. Just finding out halacha, they shouldn't have taken a, 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 a risk, a, a, a pikuach nefesh risk. They shouldn't have risked their lives for that. Mike can be boy, like, what was the question that he had? Amarava, and this is why the Gemara is here. Amarava, Taman Beish can be boy, like, this question, this, are you, when you light, when you, when you spread a fire in somebody else's property and it destroys something that's hidden under, that you can't see, it's not exposed, are you chayev in that or not? Is a look like a view, you are chayev, you put one of then you're not chayev. So that was the shayla that he raised. You know, so he had a shayla. Why did he have that shayla? Because some of his people, Maisa Balafan Rashi says in the field that some people had burnt down a stack a Jewish stack while they were they were in the war there, they were fighting a war, and some people burned down a Jewish stack, and he wanted to know if there was something, the, the people are hired for burning it down if it wasn't necessary for the war, but are they hired for Tommen? They were posted to Shiloh, you know, say, that was the question that was raised, and they it's not important now what the Psaac was, we possibly like the Rabbanim, presumably, but they they possibly, they, they went and found the Halach, and the Halach is that you that uh, that uh, Tommen is part of age. Ravuna Amar, what happened was this. There were some stacks of barley that belonged to Jewish people. The Plishtim were hiding among them. Here's my Shiloh. We're fighting a war over here. Can I save myself? Right? Can I escape? Or can I save myself by destroying, the fire, by destroying somebody else's property? If I destroy somebody else's stacks, that will expose the Plishtim. They won't be able to hide there. Like a tunnel. They were tunneling under the stacks. So can I burn down the stacks that belong to Jewish property in order to expose the plishtims? They won't be able to hide there. So this is the Shiloh that these three, that he, that Reb David had, and these three Gibor went to ask the Sanhedrin, and they answered, You cannot use somebody else's property to protect yourself. But the fact is, you're a king, David. You can make any word you want. In other words, what do we call that? Eminent domain, right? You can go and take anything that he wants. You need a road for, 
for battle or for uh, travel or for whatever it is, you could do nobody's allowed to stop you. So basically, you're not allowed to uh, destroy somebody else's property and protect yourself. But you're the king, you can do what you want. For this is what happened. There were there were stacks of Jewish barley. There were stacks of Philistine, the Philistines' lentils. Can I take, can I consume? Am I allowed? My animals need to eat. Can I use my can I can I can can I have my animals consume this the barley stacks of the Jews? Uh, can I can they consume an almanas shalom gedishin shaladashim the plishim and I'll pay them back with the lentils of the plishim? Can I do that? Shalpulei chavol yoshiv Russia. The Russia returns the pledge, the collateral. Zeilishan he returns and he but he'll pay back for the stolen item. Afishik zeilishan even though he pays it back, Russia he's still called the Russia. In other words, you're not allowed to take somebody else's stuff and and pay him back with something else. You can't steal even if you're going to pay it back. But again, you're the king. You can do what you want. You can destroy whatever you want. But that was the, those were the uh, three ways to learn what his question was and what the answer. If the question was to exchange the lentils for the Jewish barley. One Pesach says in Shmuel that uh, the field was full of um, of, um, of of lentils and the other possible in describing the same incident many times you find the steer between Shmuel between Nach and and Devarim says there was a field full of barley so I understand why both fields are mentioned as a field of barley as a field of of lentils because that was the question the question was can I exchange one for the other the question was can I burn down the second question, if I can burn down the barley in order to expose the the, Philist, the, the, the Philistines, my boy, what do you need to psikim for? Why, why are you psikim? We're only talking about barley. Because there were both kinds. There were actually, there were both, both there were, the Jewish people had both barley stacks and lentil stacks. That's what was. So that's why, that's why they're both mentioned in the Psukim in Devayom and Shmuel respectively. If you say the question was, can he burn down the Jewish stacks in order to expose the Philistines? He stood there in that field and he defended it. In other words, he fell, even though David got, David, what was the Psak that David got in these last two cases? You're really not allowed to. You're not allowed to save yourself. You're not allowed to change. But you're the king, you could do what you want. He didn't want to take advantage of that heter. And he stood there and he saved it. As if you say he saved it, because he saved it from being burnt down. But if he said, if the question was, can you exchange one for the other? And it's going to, can his animals feed on the uh, barley stacks and be paid back, pay them back with with, uh, with the lentil stacks? My vayotzi was mean, he saved it. So the because he didn't allow them to exchange it. He said, no, you can't, can't feed, the animals cannot feed on the barley and, be, and pay back the Jewish owners of the barley with uh, with lentils. Special Mahani talked to you these last two reasons. I have two psukim. One is barley, one's lentil. Whatever the uh, whatever the either for the exchange or pay them back or whatever. Uh, you can understand why there's two psukim. We're talking about uh, consuming the barley or consuming the lentils. El at the top of Samachal. If this question was Tomesh, he simply had this question. Some of his people, some of David's troops, had burnt down somebody's uh, area for whatever the reason was. And the question was, do you have to pay for Taman? Well, like, my boy, like, my, my boy, like, 
Kroy, what do we need these Pesukim at all for? What are the Pesukim talking about? Barley? And the question was Tom and Beish. What did the Pesukim have to tell us? This one had barley, this one had this one had uh, lentils or melcha. The answer is he has to be, even the one who says the question was about Taman, he also had, he had, there were two questions there. One question was about Taman, one question was, can he burn it down to expose the, to the Pelishtim, or can he burn it, or can the animals consume the barley in order and be paid back with the lentils? If you say these two reasons, David didn't want to take advantage of it. And what does that mean? Omar, he said, given the Ikisur, since basically it's Usur, to destroy somebody's property to save yourself or to pay them back with something else. You don't have to take something. I don't want to do it, even though I'm permitted as the king. I don't want to do that. I, I, don't, I want to do it with the Mishurus of them. If his question was Tambesh, it's a Gemara, the Shalkulay. My law of a double What does it mean? David didn't want, to, didn't want to drink it. He didn't want to take advantage of it. What are you talking about? Just as a Mashaila, they chayev on Tambesh or not. The answer is the law Amrinu Bishmayu. What did David not want to do? He didn't want to say the halacha in the name of those three people who brought back the halacha, who broke through the army lines. Right? They didn't, broke the arms to get the halacha. Why? Because it wasn't right what they did. He had the shaila, but you know, you're not risk your life to answer a shaila like that. Yes, you risk your life for something that's important, right? For something that's, uh, you know, that you have to risk your life for, but not for this. This is a halacha that I've heard from Shmuel. If you find yourself, if you if you put yourself in, in danger, in physical danger, just to find out Allah, you don't say Allah in their name. Now, of course, it means we say, what do we say? We say that Zosa Torah Adam you have to, you know, you have to kill yourself to learn. It doesn't mean literally kill yourself. Here they were literally put themselves in danger. So you shouldn't say Allah in their name. And he poured them out. What does that mean? If you say the reason was these shilas about the lentils and the stacks. He did the Shemayim. He poured himself out, meaning he was allowed to uh, destroy the, uh, uh, the the barley stacks because he's the king. And but Lashem Shemayim, he says, I, I don't want to do that. I want to take advantage. But if, if the Shilo, if the simply had a Shilo about uh, is Tom Daesh Chayiv or not, what does that mean that he poured him out Lashem? He said it. He does. He did. He just. It means that he, he did it. He's, when he got the halacha and he said the tamdeish is chayiv or potter, he said it in the name of the gemara, meaning in the name of the yeshiva, name of the alumdim. He didn't say it in, in uh, so to speak, in his name. Um, he didn't, uh, he didn't take advantage of it. He certainly didn't say it in the name of the three people who risked their lives for that. All right, we'll pick it from here from tomorrow, Mitzvah from the Mishnah. Have a good day, everybody. Rumi, I'm very sorry about your brother-in-law. It's happening in uh, one on one on top of another. Should hear good news.